exciting new episode of Gateway to Data Protection and Privacy special series presented by EY India Insights podcast. I'm your host Pallavi and today we have a captivating topic in store for you. The impact of data privacy bill on e-commerce. Joining us is the esteemed guest Mini Gupta. As the cybersecurity consulting partner at EY India with impressive two-decade-long career in risk management across diverse sectors, Mini brings valuable insights to the table. Over the last 10 years, she's been working closely on the agenda of data privacy in India and globally. Mini, we're thrilled to have you to our podcast. Thanks, Pallavi. To begin with, in e-commerce, we have platforms and retailers in various permutations and combinations. Who will be the data fiduciary in this case, the platform or the seller? After all, both would be collecting the data from the data principle. Sure. So, so Pallavi, if you look here and, uh, you know, like I always say that a data fiduciary is the one who decides the means and purpose of the personal data that is being collected. Now, in the case of an e-commerce uh, environment, uh, the platform provider in e-commerce uh, definitely be, will, will be one of the data controllers uh, because of the personal data that they collect at the time of registration uh, and the further uh, you know, analysis and processing that they do for its own purpose, such as marketing, analytics, uh, anything around targeting that they need to do, etc. So the e-commerce platform will be considered as a data fiduciary unless it's a pure play technology play where it's only providing a technology layer uh, and everything else on top of that is being decided by the retailers or the entity that has engaged with the e-commerce platform provider but if you look at the regular you know e-commerce uh, platforms that we have uh, typically uh, they act in the capacity of a data fiduciary now, similarly, if you look at the retailers or the sellers on the platform, now uh, there are larger retailers and sellers who decide what is the kind of data that they collect and for processing the orders or for fulfilling the orders. So they may also act or they may also be considered as data fiduciaries. Again, unless these are retailers uh, where the platform or the e-commerce organization is engaging purely to collect goods and then to deliver to their customers without really uh, making it available to say who is the end customer or providing any personal data. So if they're not really, if the platform provider is not really passing on details of the personal information uh, to the retailer, then uh, and the retailer is just there to provide goods and services, they would be the processors. However, if these are retailers who are deciding what could be the various parameters or details required for an end consumer uh, to fulfill the orders, then they would also be considered as data fiduciaries. So again, uh, Pallavi, like you mentioned, right, while you have various permutations and combinations when it comes to platforms and retailers, uh, similar is the case for a data fiduciary role. Uh, both in this case could be data fiduciaries or there are permutations and combinations when where each one of them may be a processor more than a fiduciary depending on the role that they play. But the principle to follow really is any entity that is determining the means and purpose 
of uh, you know collecting and processing the customer's personal data would act as a data fiduciary. Thank you, Minnie, for clarifying that. Moving on to our next second question, in online businesses, often the person or the organization fulfilling the order of data principle is a small business or an individual. For example, a Uber or a Ola driver has a platform. Uber or Ola accessing the data of of the person as well as the driver partner. Similarly, for businesses like Urban Club. How can the data principles data be safeguarded in such scenarios? Sure. So in such scenarios, if you look at it, for example, an Uber or an Ola are the data fiduciaries themselves. And they have to ensure that the adequate data protection measures are put in place prior to sharing personal data with the small businesses or individuals. So you would notice in some cases, there's obfuscation of the personal data such that while they can reach out to an individual, they do not say get their personal details such as the mobile numbers. However, there will still be some necessary data such as name and maybe address that will still have to be provided to them. So while controls such as data masking, data obfuscation, et cetera, can be protected, there will still be some limited data that may need to be shared. And hence it's the duty of the data fiduciary to ensure that uh, these smaller businesses or setups or individuals are sensitized about the matter, are sensitized about the confidentiality of such data that is being shared, and they need to keep this data protected as well. Right now, there are, of course, uh, measures of having NDAs or non-disclosure agreements or confidentiality agreements along with consequence management. Uh, that could be signed up with these smaller businesses or individuals to act as a deterrent and to ensure that uh, there is enough and more focus provided by even these small businesses or individuals to ensure protection of the data princi principles, personal data, and avoid any misuse. So in all cases, it is actually the data fiduciary's responsibility and more so when they're dealing with such smaller setups uh, to sensitize and at the same time also put in data protection measures in place. Insights, Mini, our next question is based on data retention. If a data principal chooses to stop using a platform and withdraws consent, the platform may have the capability to extinguish the data. But will it not still remain with intermediaries like the Uber driver or the partner? Sure. So, so there is a chance that personal data may be available with, say, an Uber driver partner or a, or a noble clap individual, uh, you know, who may come to service the data principle. Uh, however, uh, only you know, you one is like I said earlier, limiting the exposure of personal data to these individuals is one measure. It could be data masking, data obfuscation, which uh, kind of limits what gets exposed to them and it's purely what they need for providing those services. So that's one measure that can protect misuse of such personal data. Additionally, uh, once the customer withdraws consent, the date, it is the data fiduciary's responsibility to inform these individuals of the same and to ensure that such personal data is not being referred to at all. 
in fact uh, you know irrespective of whether a consent is withdrawn or no ideally in such cases and in such businesses uh, the data fiduciary should ensure that these individuals or smaller businesses are uh, purging mm-hmm. the data or deleting the mm-hmm. data when it's no longer required once the service has been provided there mm-hmm. is no need for these individuals or uh, you know smaller business to retain the data so irrespective whether the consent has been withdrawn or no the data fiduciary should take the measures in place uh, that ensures that the smaller businesses or individuals once they no longer need the data uh, they are actually deleting it or they understand that it should not be used anymore uh irrespective of whether the consent is withdrawn or no but in case it is being used uh then once the withdrawal of consent takes place again the data fiduciary has to ensure that all such entities are immediately informed of uh deleting this data or and not using this data going further uh, and ideally a measure of strong consequence measure management is also required here Uh, which acts as a deterrent in case the individual still chooses to misuse the data uh, even after withdrawal of consent thank you many we often see that in digital businesses there has been a constant churning of product or service providers who fulfill orders through the platform so if these providers leave for another platform how will the data fiduciary ensure providers does not retain any sensitive data right so it's kind of linked uh, so the exposure to personal data should be limited right that's really the key crux of these matters to say how do i minimize data you know how how can i adopt data minimization as a principle that is implemented across these digital businesses such that only required sensitive personal data which is necessary for processing is being collected and shared further now uh, like we said wherever possible data should be masked encrypted uh, prior to sharing such that it remains protected also uh, rather than sharing personal data you know we have enough and more maturity in technology products such that the data can be made available on a real time basis uh, on the digital business provider platform and not really shared right so the data is not really moving environments it is only made available uh, within the window that the business provider needs it for and then it is not available doesn't flow if the data is only made available and limited data is made available to the extent required uh in some cases of course you know data is completely masked and it's really the tech to tech that kind of uh takes care of provisioning without really divulging any personal data so these are various measures that can be put in place to ensure that the service provider you know does not really come in contact with personal data and even if they do it's only limited to what they really need and it's only limited to the time window Uh, for which they needed and not beyond so technology of course plays a key role here to ensure that you're not just leaving it on an individual to delete but you are actually narrowing the window and narrowing the possibility of misuse uh, 
uh, by by kind of obfuscating it and using using the right protection measures. Many uh, following up on the question regarding the data. Although there are there are provisions for fines for data fiduciaries who misuse the data, how does that actually help with the data principle uh, for those whose data has been misused? Right, so while there is no provision in the draft bill that mentions how to help someone whose data is being misused uh, in, in the case of a compromise or a misuse, right? It's the penalty that has to be paid or uh, provided by the data fiduciary. However, uh, there is no measure or no means provided for compensation to a data principal. Uh, but this does still act as a deterrent uh, the penalties and fines imposed on a data fiduciary or the provision for fines uh, for a data fiduciary uh, basically acts as a means of ensuring that the data fiduciary is putting in the right controls in place, is, is taking privacy seriously, has the right intent and framework such that the data at the first hand itself does not get compromised or misused. However, of course, if it does get misused, uh, it is really left to the data protection authorities to decide on a case by case basis if they shall impose any penalty on the data fiduciary for them to compensate the data principles. Uh, but there is no monetary compensation that has been defined. And frankly, the objective is really not to make money, but to see how can the data be protected in the first place itself. Uh, but in case of any compromise, it, it is really left to the authorities to decide if a compensation is required or no. Thank you, Mini. Lastly, our final question is with respect to monitoring of data and protection laws. What institutional capacity is being built to ensure careful monitoring of these laws? And in case of a data breach that harms a data principle, Will there be a separate agency to handle it? So there is a mention in the draft bill uh, that a data protection authority or a body will be formulated to take care of matters related to data breach or for harm that may be caused to data principles. So as in the other global privacy regulations, India shall also follow the same approach of setting up an authority that would act as a central body to monitor the non-compliances. Uh, in fact, this is the body that would also come in play in case any grievance uh, made by the data principal uh, to the data fiduciary is not being fulfilled or not being addressed adequately. In addition to that, there is also a mention of having uh, you know, periodic independent audits based on the type of data fiduciary one is, which will again help monitor the framework and the practices in place that organizations have put in to ensure compliance with the law. So all of these put together act as both a preventive and a detective measure uh, and ways of monitoring uh, compliance to data privacy. You will have an authority, a body, uh, that will look at this as a specific uh, case. Thank you uh, for joining us and sharing your valuable insights on the impact of the data privacy and protection bill on the e-commerce sector. Thank you, Mini, for joining us. Thank you, Pallavi. Thank you for having me here. Thank you.
On that note, we come to end of this episode. If you would like us to explore other such topics on data security and privacy, please do leave us some suggestions that you would like us to deep dive into. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, this is Pallavi signing off. Thank you.